Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast once again. Another another week, same time, same place. You got Jimmy and Matt and me hey. the same, but hey, there's hey. also Gerard this time. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hey. The podcast is a, it's, has my name that I'm never on. <laughs> you were on a month ago. What has, That's uh, true. What have That's you been true. up to for the past month? Oh my god, dude, I produced an album. <laughs> oh yeah, I did that. That was a thing that 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 me and the the team did. We produced a full boy band album, and let me tell you, <laughs> it's it's been a crazy ride. It's been so fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it called Big Bad Bosses? It is called Big Bad Bosses. The name of the album is called Power Overwhelming, and it stars me, Satchel Drakes of Satchbex Goods, Nate Wants the Battle. Uh, and Alex Fasciani from the decks and uh, the music is all done by Jake Kaufman who did the music for Shovel Knight and many other games uh, and we have uh, a bunch of YouTubers on the album as well including Grant Kirkhope the composer of Banjo-Kazooie so that's uh, that's that's some pretty fun stuff it's a very all-star lineup so <laughs> if you haven't haven't gotten it yet I recommend it because it's only going to get cooler from here so oh, so there's going to be a second one. If you haven't gotten it yet, what the hell are you doing? That. <laughs> there might be a second one. Uh, it, it depends on how well the sales of the first one go. That's um, way in the future, regardless. I, I, so, I, I need some more capture you uh, with Satchel. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally down with that. He, he said Jake Kaufman was doing the music and Grant Kirkcope is is on as as well. I'm, I'm just what like, did you learn instruments or is it all vocals? So so this is a this is a boy band like NSYNC or or Backstreet Boys or 98 Degrees um, or I guess in modern day terms One Direction. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Jake Kaufman composed all the music and lyrics. Um, me and my team, uh, I came up with the idea about three years ago, um, and I couldn't get anyone to produce it. It just was a really hard thing that no one wanted to do. They thought it was stupid and had nowhere to go. And, uh, after being friends with Jake long enough, I asked him if he'd be down to do it. And he said, absolutely. So, um, yeah, you're also dreamy. <laughs> I'm definitely like the the ugly one of the group, but that's totally okay. I'm Bowser. I have to be. Um, it's got an ugly job. You got an ugly job. Yeah. Um, so it just, I, it's just to make everyone else look prettier. Absolutely. Hey man, if, if Satchel's a beautiful man, that is fact. He's a very beautiful man. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, I, I produced the whole thing out of pocket and, uh, <clears throat> we, I, I, Alex and I came up with the scenarios for the songs. Like we wrote the treatments for them and like what they should sound like and, and kind of the vibe we wanted for each song. But at the end of the day, Jake Hoffman did all the music and lyrics. Um, and he's an incredible man. Cause every song sounds as if you'd hear it on the radio. It's incredible. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think that's what I really like about it is that like, uh, and in a lot of cases when people do like, um, comedy music, they'll sacrifice something of the genre to make sure that the comedy gets across to make it more like palatable, I guess. Yeah. But, but like all these songs sound like they would just be like great songs in their genres. And yeah. also they happen to be comedy music. Yeah. The, the humor, <laughs> the humor in, in this, like one thing we talked, we talked about a lot in depth when we were making the songs was we didn't want people to be like, Oh, that's a reference. That's a joke. That's funny. We thought if we commit to the idea of what this band is 
just by doing the music and the lyrics and everything else really well, we won't need to be hum- we don't need to be funny. Just the music, yeah. the music itself will sell the comedy, and I I think that got across very well. So we're we're really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, it's definitely much <laughs> much more of a, a subtle tone on a lot of the comedy, especially in stuff like Capture You. Yeah. This is just like still a ridiculous situation. 2015's been weird. Yeah. So okay, okay, this is this is like a boy band starring a bunch of YouTubers and Jake Kaufman singing about being video game bosses. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it is. With, and with we, the comedy implied through subtle underacting. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, the best part is that Grant Kirkhope is, does an incredible gangster rap about himself. And it's yep. so good. Like, it's unreal. I have so many people who send me tweets every day being like, is that actually Grant Kirkhope? To which Grant replies himself saying, yes, that's actually me. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently they were going to play it on, on the Giant Bomb podcast, but they heard the DK rap part and they were like, oh, never mind, because it's a DK rap. But if they had just hung out for like 10 more seconds, they would have heard the famous words of Grant Kirkhope of, I don't give a fuck, I'm Grant Kirkhope. <laughs> It's truly an amazing world we live in that this exists. It's, <laughs> right. Yeah. I really, really want I, I wish I had checked it out actually before the podcast now because I feel like I'm missing out on something <laughs> d- delightfully stupid. <laughs> like like to put it in perspective, a lot of these songs are in genres that I would not listen to. Like especially stuff like uh Eggman is definitely a song that like I would not pick up an artist that sounds like that and listen to it. But just due to like the beautiful writing of like vocal harmonies, which are which is like just insanity, um, and then just like the thematics and everything about the album, it's just like I listen to most of it on a regular basis. The only one I don't usually listen to is like Capture You because that one's just a bit too R and B for me, and I'm just not not huge fan of R and B. But like, it's definitely an amazing song regardless. And like, I don't know, man, it's a it's a it's a gem. Yeah, wow. I, lo- I like the cleverness of it, especially Angel. Like, yeah. The way oh, you did the chorus. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm down with that. Because at the beginning, I was just like, oh, this is like a club song. Mm. Yeah, and then that, then that chorus hit, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Cor- the chorus of Angel is supposed to be, uh, it's kind of inspired by uh, Lonely Island's Jizz in My Pants. You know how, ah. like, how it gets to the point where it's like, and then I jizzed in my pants. My pants. Yeah. But, instead of, but instead of doing that, instead of being like jizzed in my pants, it's it's Sephiroth summoning the meteor. So it's like, it's like that's like the whole buildup. It's like, oh yeah, girl, I'm gonna make out with you. We're gonna hook up. It's gonna go so well. By the way, I'm ending the world. Like that's like the whole <laughs> the whole point of the song, and it's so it's so fun. The whole thing is just, I can't believe it exists. I can't believe it took so long, but I'm. It was worth it, it though. Yeah, There's it, so many it, things. Like, wow. like, like, like three. How many years ago? I came up with the idea three years ago, but I, I, I had music producers left and right. I wasn't happy with anyone who. It was at first going to be like an actual band, but I didn't want that. Um, and so yeah, I, the timing just couldn't have been better. Um, I had uh, the the fact that Grant Kirkhope even said yes to me was was incredible. The best <laughs> the best part was you guys is Grant came in. On a Thursday afternoon, it was the last day we had to we had in the studio, and we had been working on this album for about five weeks, and it was our last final day in the studio. 
and we were like, oh man, like we have you know these nine tracks that are all done. We're all happy with it. We have one more track left. It's the Grant Kirkhope track, and we don't know like what Grant's gonna do if he's like good at rapping, if he's good at singing, if he wants to do this. <laughs> and he comes in, and he like almost one take Jake's every single line, like perfectly, and he does it in like forty minutes, just wow. no problem. And then he walks out the studio and goes. Oh, I gotta get my kids from uh, school. I'll see you guys later. And just like left, <laughs> just just like go be a, go be a family man. Like it was incredible. And and then he came back and did the the uh, the sketch, which was even better because he just was like he understood exactly what we wanted, and he did it in one take. It's incredible. <laughs> I love that sketch. I love uh, what he says. That shit was me, blood. It's like the <laughs> fucking weirdest thing to hear that coming out of like a respected video game composer. Oh yeah, it's. It's unreal. Wow. wow. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to make the, the podcast opening about that. I no man. It's no, fucking it's great. Okay. If people don't if people don't already know about it, then they they should know about it. And you guys know about it now. Go listen to that. Go watch the music video. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I know. If it's no the the uh, the genre is not for everyone, but like ignore that. Like you will. The music is genuinely good. And I it, mean, I would go as far as to say uh, that there's like. At least one song on this album that For can everyone. appeal to yeah. yeah, like anybody. Like maybe if the only thing you listen to is country, then you might not like this Co- album. Country may be the only genre we did not represent on the album. Right, but it's like it, I mean it's meant to be like a pop, sort of like electronically produced band, and so I think that's sensible, but like I think if you like any other genre, I mean there's like a sick, like kind of hip hop R and B song with Satchel and uh and uh, what's who's, what's the guy's name that uh, co-vocaled on the track? Oh, uh, Nolan, uh, uh, not Nolan North, Dale North, <laughs> Dale, Dale North, North. Yeah, Dale, yeah, yeah. Dale North of of formerly of Destructoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, I mean, that, yeah, there's pretty much something for everybody. It's it's pretty great. Gosh. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll have the rest of us beat. <laughs> I was really excited that Ace let me use his tracks from Determination in a video. So, <laughs> if you have hey, George, if you have a use for any of the tracks, feel free to use them. Like I, I doubt you do, but if and that goes that goes worldwide. As long anyone can use our music for any reason, except for just posting the music by itself. That is the, <laughs> right. that is the only that you'll never hear me complain about copyright or stuff like that, unless you just make a YouTube video. That is Whoa. just the album art and the music. Then uh, that's when I'm going to say something because that's just flat out Let's piracy. See. Let's see. There's Eggman here. I am going to be doing a Sonic video. Oh, God. There's an <laughs> idea I'm really, really excited about. And I might as well go ahead and spoil it because I want to knock it out early this year. It's something I've been having in my mind for the past few months. That is basically reviewing the first level of all the mainline Sonic games because the first level is always the best level in a Sonic yeah, game. Yeah, I was going to say, so you're going to give people unrealistic expectations for the games. <laughs> well, also, like, reviewing, engaging how those unrealistic expectations stack up. Like, reviews <laughs> of the first level. Yeah. <laughs> Not the game or the series, just the first levels. That's a pretty good idea, actually. I'm really, uh, really Sonic excited Adventure. Oh, and Matt, I'll need to come to your house to record um, um, Sonic 06. I don't have any more last gen consoles. <laughs> you got as long as you, you look as sexy as last time. 
Oh, oh, why, why think, yeah, people think I'm cute for some reason in this week's video. Yeah, I'm okay with context that. Context here. Uh, we, we came over and he like went to a stylist and whatever. I did and, go like, to a fixed... stylist because the fucking internet told me my hair looked like garbage. Aww. <laughs> so I hope you're happy. I, I went and got a $30 haircut. There you go. And it, and it looked really good. Like, if you see the video, like, oh, what? wait a minute, is that... Is that weed man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a good job. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Oh, so what have you guys have been playing? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I thought I'd sneak that in there. I'll, I'll get mine out of the way because I'm gonna be oh. quick quick oh, you're, on you're the two games bombs. I'm talking about. Uh I did Undertale True Ending Woo! last night. Yeah. Um, and so now you get it, right? I yeah, yes. I will say that. My first play playthrough, you you do. I'm not gonna say any details, but my first playthrough, I was like, "This is good." Like, I, I can see why people kind of latched onto it, but it's just it's just good. And then I like buckled down and did the true ending, and I was like, "Oh, so there's like 75 percent more interesting stuff to see mm -hmm. in that uh specific ending that is like necessary." to why people yeah. love this game I, so much. I was really, really surprised and happy with how much extra content there is for the different path. It's Ooh. just like the level of writing in mm -hmm. in all the stuff that happens in relation to the true ending playthrough. Because it's not just like the very, very, very end. It's a lot of stuff that happens in the middle of the game. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, super, I was blown away. Super strong Tell characters. me this. Mm -hmm. So the true ending, is that something you have to beat the game three times to get? Once. You have to beat it once, and then it's it gives you... Whatever ending you get at the start, it gives you a sort of, like, ultimatum at the end, where it's like, now try doing it again, but don't kill anybody. Mm -hmm. And there, there's a couple more stipulations to the true ending. I would recommend... Or if, if you need them, I can give you them afterwards so that you don't miss something. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's like, We're, it's completely worth a second playthrough. In fact, I'd say it's, oh, it's so I'll almost have to do not two a... two playthroughs, then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And one, it's, it's not one a regular, game either way. Right, it's 12 hours is my final time for both. Oh. Right. To, to get through both. Oh, it's wow, a, it, it's okay. About, it's about a six-hour game if you're, if you're quick about it, if you're, like, yeah. you know... <laughs> And if also, you're exploring everything, I'd say you could probably take about 10 hours on one playthrough, but that's like really going backtracking and stuff. The first two runs also go by real quickly because the two play styles are really, really differently. Like mm -hmm. like doing doing it pacifist has you going through very, very different kind of reflex checks than the other ways. Yeah. Uh, very, very dense with Easter egg stuff you probably missed the first time. And Yeah, there was, there was entire sections that I just didn't know existed in my first time going through and also right. while you're doing that the writing is just so so strong the music is so so strong yeah i mean like i'm sure everybody and their mom has heard people gush over undertale but like it was it's good well yeah it was just actually like i wasn't expecting to be swayed so heavily on the true ending playthrough which is that funny I, because that i like kind of like completely 180 from like this is okay to this game is like very important. I remember when you first came into it, you had already started after the like initial honeymoon overhype, yep. and you also weren't super duper impressed in the very beginning either. And now you're um, there. Yeah, it's just like I, I don't think that one playthrough is actually 
playing through the game. I think it's necessary to do true ending to actually get it. As, as like pretentious as that sounds, it's just I don't know. It, it's like two separate games. Yeah. It's just there's so much more. I think that makes a lot of sense though. Like the weirdest thing I found myself comparing it to when I was um, thinking about Undertale is Metal Gear Solid. Mm. Like where you have a very, very interesting and effective and pretty fun alternate way to play through the game, either lethally or non-lethally. I mean, it doesn't branch off into way different story structures, but really when I'm thinking of all the the kind of um, like typical action-y rollicking adventure video games that have you killing enemies all over and over again, the only two that I... There, there are three that I can think of, maybe four if I like include Deus Ex, that give you a... Um, just as equally viable, but also equally fun way to play it, Pacifist. And it's basically mm -hmm. the first two Fallouts, Undertale and Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. And uh, I, I, it seems like it shouldn't be that hard to have more games like that, where you basically just not necessarily flesh out or not necessarily tack on an alternate uh, the, the pacifist button that you press instead of the slash button, but actually flesh out the combat system to a degree where there are um, um, gradients between killing an enemy and pacifying them. And th yeah. there's so many games that just seem to do it so, so gracefully. Undertale, Metal Gear Solid, Fallout, and, and I don't know why there aren't more. Yeah, it's... Uh... They, they lay some pretty interesting mechanics out that sway into different styles of gameplay based on the, on the like, what you're doing. And I think that's what makes it so interesting. Yeah. Another thought is that it doesn't really fit the stereotype of, of like, the pixelated artsy indie game. Or at least, yeah, like, the negative... Like, it's really... Like, that's what I, I said. It's just good, and that's why people like it. Because, like, if this was released by any other company, no one would, would bat an eye. It's It's got really rockable dancing music the the storylines cheesy and tropey it uh doesn't seem pretentious because it's not pretending to be good it is just good mm. yeah i will say that uh <clears throat> i just finished my first playthrough about a week ago um and alex and i we, we did it on beard bros we were gonna like not do a second and third playthrough but we got so many people being like, no, you have to do it. It's a different game. You have to. Yeah. That Alex and I were like, okay, I guess we're gonna have to. So now we're we're gonna like sit down and just knock out uh, a pacifist playthrough and a uh, genocide playthrough. I oh, mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm also in the camp where I know a lot of people have said this, but they reach the end of their their pacifist true ending and they're like i just don't have it in me to do genocide i highly doubt i'm gonna do a genocide run i, I want to because i know it's super challenging but oh, i don't think i could bring myself to do yes, it yes yeah. we had laura kate on when she said it took her between seven and nine hours on the final boss that's that's legit yeah like that's yeah. oh it's uh also oh, I, I did it out of a, a sense of obligation just to see what was there Mm. And um, I don't know if the genocide run is truly worth it. The neutral and pacifist runs some of the best experiences I've had in years. The genocide one is very deliberately designed to not be. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, based on the stuff that I've that I've did in my neutral run, I'm sure it makes you feel like shit the whole game. <laughs> You might be surprised in the ways it makes you feel like shit, though. That's, uh, uh, uh yeah. I'll watch yeah. a Let's Play. I'll watch a Let's Play. I don't think I can handle it. 
Okay. All right. Because I know I'm not doing that then. I'm doing neutral <laughs> and pacifist. Because nine hours, man, that brings back memories of some old school games I used to play. It's not even that. I, I think I don't know if I can handle the the emotional part of it. But, yeah, um, that that. See, I, I'm all this all this tippy toeing around it. I need to play it already because I need yeah, to see I, what I you guys are talking it. about. I don't want to overhype it, but um, I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. I, I, don't yeah. don't call your judgment I, I after the first playthrough. Rally. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, I play anything at at this point. I, I just, it's, it's rare that I'd be like, oh, I don't like this game because it's, it's this genre. So you you like I should uh, be good. old Fallout and Metal Gear. It's it's <laughs> I it's so weird that I'm comparing it to those, and it's basically because it has all of these um checks and, and systems in place for. Uh, either pacifying or killing things. I, I I love systems like that. I'm going to throw mm. another one in the pile. SWAT 4. I love SWAT 4 for the same reasons I love Undertale. Quote <laughs> <laughs> of the year. Because you have to pay attention to whether or not you're killing bad guys or, or arresting them. Yeah. And that changes the way you play the game and how you think of the story. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> Man, remember when I said I wasn't going to go on for too long? It's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's my fault. I'll just knock the other game out super quick. Uh, I picked up the 2005 version of Sid Meier's Pirates. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Um, that game is a great 10% of a game. Oh, <laughs> shocking, controversial opinion alert. I think I, I don't know. Do people love it? Because like I get why they I get why it's likable. It's I cool. You sail around. People loving it. I remember the original one from the eighties being like revolutionary or something. I, I can imagine in the eighties that that would be fucking phenomenal. In two thousand five, uh, like the updated graphics and all that stuff is really cool. I don't know how similar the systems are or the mechanics, but like ship battles are pretty fun. Um. But, like, I, I feel, after playing, like, I, I think, like, six hours of it, uh, I felt like I've played the same 30 minutes 12 <laughs> times. Um, it's like a, a rinse, lather, repeat, uh, yeah. or lather, rinse, repeat, or Love whatever the those. fuck. Yeah, I kind of remember um, remember it being like that, but uh, it, it, in a weird way, the 2005 one was kind of an introduction for me for that genre i don't really know what to call the genre like a a choose your own adventure rpg whatever mountain blade is because the thing is (laughs) very very shortly afterwards mountain blade came out and kind of did all the same stuff but much much better totally different place and time but it was a very very similar style of game that just had a whole lot more options open to you at every single level that I think mm. might be the reason why people don't remember the 2005 Pirates as well as as they might have had Mountain Blade not come out. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. I guess there's, like, some story stuff that I'm, like, trying to get yeah, to right there's, now. There's, like, but some like, vengeance thing going on, isn't there? Yeah, but also there's, like, these hyped-up, like, top ten pirates that are, you know, pirating, and it's all, like... You won't believe what these ten pirates are pirating. (laughs) Pretty much. And it's, like, (laughs) it's, like, Blackbeard and, like, people like that. And then I just, like, ran into one on the the ocean, and I, I just, like, killed their ship, like, super easy. And I'm, like, okay... And then it showed their face appear, and it was like, and like crossed it off, and it was like, you ranked higher as a pirate, and it's like, I, I guess, like a you just pretty bog standard fight. Like I didn't see anything interesting about that, but 
I don't know. I feel like it's a non-fleshed out thing that has a, a really, really good concept that could be revisited with a lot more added to it. But I we'll wonder see. if they made an expansion pack. Uh, if, if they did, it's not on Steam. Oh. Because that sounds like the kind of situation that would be right for expansion pack. That's the, sort of even the Mountain Blade model. The Mountain Blade sequels are uh, things that play a lot like expansion packs. Mm. Uh, Matt, have you been playing any any video any video games? Uh, I, I, oof, oof. Um, I've been playing a lot of Metal Gear and a lot of Gauntlet with mm. uh, my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law just got a PS4 and he's been like, "Oh, you got to play Gauntlet with me. Got to play Gauntlet but, with me." So, but, but you're in Metal Gear Two now. Which is totally different. Oh, it, it's so good, George. It's so good. It's so it's good. It's so good. I'm I'm halfway through the game, and wow. Um, are, you, are you guys talking Metal Gear Two or Metal Gear Solid Two? Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Two. Two. Metal yes. Gear, Metal yes. Gear yes. Two. Solid Snake. Yeah. So <laughs> that that Where is a good game. Begin. And and oh yeah, that's right. I can talk about like spoilers and stuff. Well, not well, not spoiler spoilers, but. Like mechanics in this game, in the first one, there was a lot of this more of the same until like you got to the end. But in this game, it's it's like a whole experience. Mm-hmm. There's constant stories being thrown at you, and constant also, twists and turns, constant different sections of the game that change up the gameplay entirely. Yeah. It, there, there's a section where you have to, to follow this guy, like uh, where you beat a boss and he tells you, "Oh, you have to follow the green." Gain Barrett guy, and you follow him through the jungle, and he's like the guy's constantly turning around, so you have to kind of hide in a bush. There's another section where, um, like you have to um, figure out like codes, like that's in the manual, <laughs> just like in like in MGS one. It's it's like what did, what the heck is this? Like there's, there's some like uh, you have to decipher codes and stuff, and and sometimes like the uh, who's the commander guy again? I, for, I forgot his name. Uh, Campbell, um, Campbell, Colonel Campbell. He tells you like, "Oh, you have to, you have to know, yeah, where we can't use this channel anymore. You have to use the channel that's in the picture in the manual." And I'm like, <laughs> "What? What do you mean? No, You're I have to get the l- rules, Colonel Campbell." <laughs> yes, like it, it's ridiculous. Um, this game has spunk. It has personality. Way more. Like, the first one did, and I, I really liked the first one, but the second one is just such a, such a superior game. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. It, for an old game, you expect, you know, you expect the old stuff of, like, you know, you have to kind of search around. But, but I felt like this one was more built better. Yeah, it doesn't that you kind feel of understand like where to go. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's really cinematic. The music is super catchy. There's an actual story unfolding with characters you care about. And there's also, I, oh, I really... When when you're talking about how you're always doing something different, there's a, like diversity and density to the challenges and experiences. Within the first thirty minutes, you're doing the usual sneaky beaky thing through event outside, but then inside, you uh, have to tap out a Morse code on a wall to make contact with someone on the other side. Then look up a guide and and look up the new radio uh, frequency. Uh, frequency in the guide, and then you have to. Feel out an invisible pathway through a swamp, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're shooting a helicopter with homing missiles, and that's the it's it's it, it has set pieces. This is a like two D top down 
MSX2 game from 1990 <sighs> with set pieces and a cinematic storyline. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it, it is on a whole nother level from anything else for, <sighs> that, that, that was made for years. Like FF6 is is probably the closest comparison in terms of how rollicking and exciting and fast-paced of a 16-bit story it is. And that came out four years later. Why didn't they put this out in the U.S.? It It is probably one of the best old games I've ever played. Ever wow. played. And I haven't finished it yet. It is, I've, <laughs> holy it stays crap. Good. It is it's, that it, it, good. It, oh, it stays good. I can't wait to hear, I, to hear Like I actually review. don't mind that I'm playing it right now. Like, at the first one... I, I minded, like, half the game, and then at the end, I really liked what it did. But it still, it was like, oh, it was, it was still an old game. I just, I did really like it, but I, I wouldn't make a choice to play it again. This game, on the other hand, is a total different level. I I just don't, I didn't expect it to get this much better. Um, for it to actually have a story that I'm following and I actually care about. And, like, the weirdness of it, like, there's kids walking around... Like saying random stuff and and like you 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 hear Big Boss taunting you through the kids and it's it's just like it's not just empty hallways with music playing. It's it's great. It's great. Yeah, it has a sense of place. Yeah, it's it's, it's good. It's it's an absolutely amazing game, and I really wish more people uh, got a better opportunity to play it because this thing came out on the re-release of MGS3 it only came out as an add-on to re-releases the MGS3 subsistence disc had it and the MGS HD collection has it when you go to the MGS3 subsistence section of the menu <laughs> and it's it's so good it could so easily stand on its own as a standalone release nowadays I don't know why they never did that in the past and I don't know if they ever will now because Konami is Konami Mm, yeah. And even that they could just like throw up an MSX2 emulated version of this. They could do even what like the stupid Neo Geo Humble Bundle does where they literally just put out a wrapper, a, a, a what amounts to a flash wrapper for ROMs they download on Cool ROM. And I would still be happy because at least the game would be getting a proper release. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it oh, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Definitely in the top ten retro games I've played. Definitely, yeah. I'm glad. I, I'm. I'm glad just because of this game. I'm glad I went back deeper and played through these. Uh, these old ones as well. Yeah. But yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Two. Yeah. Yeah. Push that Metal Gear Two. More people need to play Metal Gear Two. Uh, but I'm also glad that that we're about to hit the commercial break timestamp because I've literally, I think I've only played. Rainbow Six Siege again this weekend, which I always, <laughs> this whole week that is, which I always do. And that's because I, I was in North Carolina. I was hiking and skiing like a normal person. We also watched the Star Wars prequels. And then I went home and Ooh. just played Rainbow Six Siege more and made this video. <laughs> which is Pod okay. Racing. It was a really demand. Oh, God. Whenever Annie, when Annie said, yippee, I just wanted to like cringe deep down into my mouth and, and compress myself into a tennis yes. ball and roll out of the room. Cringe within yourself. It's cringe so hard that, that I just like scrunch up into, into, in, into a, a little scrunchy. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Also, not having the subtitles was a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, just, just having to play the guesswork. Oh, did you have that as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, uh, see we have a fellow. <clears throat> it was, um, <laughs> I think I liked it better without the subtitles because that meant I had to use my brain a little bit. You know, it took a while for that to sink in, you know? I don't know why, but it did. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> You got Watto yeah. being like, "Hey, you chumba wumba dumba dumba," and Anakin's like, "Chumba wumba dumba." He's like, "El, chup- and then El chupacabra, <laughs> El chupacabra, yippee!" It's like, what is this? Like, I totally hear that every time that line comes up. <laughs> Anakin, I know what they're saying, but is oh, oh it's like God. he does it three times. It's the most basic misunderstanding of what a child is by giving them the actual words "yippee." Mm. It's, yeah. Mm, mm. This is the second I like, week we've I like some things. Star Wars. I like some things in those movies. Are not. Like the pod racing <laughs> and the Clone War scene and stuff, but there's a lot not to um, like. We watched well, about half of episode two, and I will admit it was incredibly boring, but seeing Obi-Wan do the detective work is kind of fun. Yeah, Even it's though, a cool concept. And in every scene, he's just kind of standing in a room in front of a green screen, talking with someone in a really dry, boring voice. The implement, the, the, the implications are still fun. Like a, a secret clone army being raised in a planet that officially doesn't exist. And when he yeah. comes, they think he's some other guy. I'm like, wow, it's like a noir detective story, kind of, sort of. Except it's weird and, and surreal. But it's also the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> huh? Well, yeah. yeah, that's Star Wars. Uh, that's that's Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. yeah. From my yeah. point of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Uh, <laughs> Commercial break. So <laughs> basically, all, all I want they, there's another patch for Rainbow Six Siege out. It's getting better. They're, they're improving the hit detection. You can now manually select your data center so it doesn't connect you to your You can now shoot guys. <laughs> you were able to shoot guys before. It's, <laughs> I'm just fucking kidding. My, I don't remember <laughs> playing the game. In my end of the year video, I think I go on for like a good 90 seconds about how underrated this game is because because I, I, I still think it is. I mean, they it was doomed to not be picked up by a lot of people due to it being... Shooty Gun Guys 2015. Yeah, and people are tired like, of Shooty Gun Guys. Yeah, like so. Even if it is super great, there's a bunch of people out there who don't even want that. Yeah, like, they don't. They don't want yeah. any Shooty Gun Guys. It took good years or bad. for Shooty Gun Guys to get old. It, I, it's, I, I, I that's do crazy. sympathize with it, but but every now and then there's a good Shooty Gun Guy game. Yeah, and this is this is that case. Can we rename FPSs to SGGs? Yeah. Shooty Gun SGGs. Guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what if it's like some? What if it's Chex Quest? Is Chex Quest a shooty gun guy game or Splatoon? I don't know what that is. Uh, no, because uh, Splatoon has has girls in it. What if it's um? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a super duper girly first person like, shooter, and I'm literally coming up with blanks. Yeah, I'm, I, when oh, I say shooting gun guys, I just mean the same like like. It's an FPS. It's got some grays and browns over everything. <laughs> over it's super realistic. And SWAT guys. Your guys talking uh, gruff voices, maybe. Call of Duty added girls, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I, like I haven't played Call of Duty in a while. It's deeply buried so. in the options. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply buried in the options. No, I'm that just... was that was Treyarch coming to choke Weedman before he revealed where the real characters are. Force. <laughs> I can't I can't think of a lot of first person shooters that have an overtly girly aesthetic, and even the ones that are like the most effeminate, I I can really only like. Uh, Chex Quest seems fairly neutral. Splatoon seems fairly kid friendly. And I, Noah's Ark, no. Uh, I was about to say Noah's Ark 3D, but you play as an old bearded man. <laughs> yeah, no, first-person shooters are very, very thematically limited genre. Hey, I mean, you gotta give you gotta give props to Noah's Ark 3D because I mean, half the cast in that is female. Presumably. Uh, Chex Quest. Um, Did that Why joke just not land? No, it's, I, yeah, I, two of I every animal. One has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Check's quest going, Matt. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> How are you doing there, it's Gerard? Se- are you enjoying? I this? just. I'm sorry. Just I, <laughs> Jimmy. Just hearing the voice. Just hearing Jimmy's voice. Just like, come on, guys. Like that was a great joke. And all, <laughs> and all of us are just like, yeah, yeah. Check's quest. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Matt, you're saying so. yeah. No, well, no, I, I just I just looked up Check's Quest, and that's probably why I missed your joke. I didn't know it was a serial game, and it actually oh, yeah. looks okay. It was a Doom clone that came in cereal boxes that was actually not that bad of a Doom oh, clone. Oh my god, I remember this game now that I'm looking it up. <laughs> Don't you? I re, dude, I remember. The AOL trials that I used to get from cereal boxes and all those o- Oregon trails and oh, oh the my Oregon gosh. trails were fun. I my favorite was Clue though, and uh, oh, like yeah, 2001 yeah. I think maybe 2000 they put a version of Clue in cereal boxes on a digital CD. It was a pretty damn good version of Clue. <laughs> have I played Chex Quest before? You might have. Yeah. It comes with a lot. If you go to download Doom nowadays, you find it in a lot of zip folders on weird really? places of the internet. Yeah, uh, bundled with the, with uh, the Doom levels. I, f- I just like looking at this. I'm getting this strange sense that of, of familiarity. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I would have. It's probably because it's a Doom clone. I mean, like, no, I've, I've never played Doom before. Repressed like, I know what a Doom clone looks like. Childhood but I'm saying, memories like, of Doom are coming back. Yeah. Of, of Chex Quest, actually, not Doom. Or of Super Noah's Ark 3D. <laughs> Dude, I played the no, the, the Moses game <laughs> for for Game Boy. I actually baby had Moses? it. Wait, yeah. no, baby no, G- oh, what was no, that? No, it was like a... It that was one like that the a, AVGN reviewed. It, it was like you had to, like... I don't know. Uh, I forgot what a game that's like it, but it's, you, it's like a top-down, and you have to... I don't know, shoot dirt and not and collect stuff. I'll make yeah. it shoot dirt. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird, but I, f- I wish I saved it because that, that's probably rare. It wasn't really Shrek rare. Fairy Tale Freakdown, was it? I can't even. I can't even Gosh. play another Shrek game again. I can't even. <laughs> well, no way. Shrek is ruined. Yeah, I have. I have a couple actually. <laughs> on did. the Xbox, on the original Xbox, your, your Sonic S- Shuffle CD jewel cases. Yes, yes, it, it was in that section. <laughs> I, I I admit I also have a shitty Shrek game on the original Xbox as well. Yeah, dude, like it, it, there's a bunch of them. Just I just have a couple stacks of some old gems, gems, yeah. gems, mm. <laughs> gem cases, gem and yeah. the holograms. 
Um, yeah. We should probably talk about news. Yeah. Mm. News. All right. So oh, gonna... I, play, I played oh. a game, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I played Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Oh. Uh, how's, oh. how's Assassin's oh. Creed 2015? I, I actually loved it. I know everyone was oh, so okay. quick to write it off. It was a great time. Um, it it definitely took Assassin's Creed and, and kind of turned it on its head a little bit. Um, leveling hmm. system, new fighting mechanics, play as both, uh, you know, you play as twin sister and brother. Um, the villain is, is pretty interesting, but the world of and the era is the, probably the best part. The Jack the Ripper DLC is <laughs> fascinating. It is probably my favorite part of the whole package. Um, oh. I don't want to get too far into it, but you get to play as Jack the Ripper for a little bit, and it's really, oh, really cool. That. What a yeah. twist. <laughs> what a twist. Wow, um, that's... I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I haven't dived into Assassin's Creed uh, for a while. Like, they killed off Deadman, Desmond, and I play, like, Black Flag, and I think that was the last one I played. But I, I really, really enjoyed Assassin's Creed. I was a huge fan until they... Kind of like changed it up Did a bit. You play I was like the Unity? only one that liked Desmond. No, that's where I stopped. When I saw all that, I was just like, uh, I'll play it later. What about And then Gerard? I just never played it. I I bought Unity for ten dollars off of Amazon. That's where to go. Two weeks after it came out. Oh it damn! Was, it was dirt cheap on Amazon. It was like a light <laughs> a lightning deal of the day, and it was like ten dollars for PS4, and I was like I will take that. Uh, it's still sealed in the box. I haven't played it. Oh. Because, yeah, like, Syndicate did A get surprisingly copy. positive reviews, but at the same time, it seems like it just kind of suffered from the case of, of still dealing with the Unity backlash the, and also the, the franchise weariness. There, I mean, I'm glad that uh, <clears throat> Assassin's Creed... Uh, Ubisoft came out this year and said, hey, uh, there isn't going to be a new Assassin's Creed this game this year. I'm glad they said that because... To me, when Assassin's Creed 2 came out, it felt awesome because we hadn't seen Assassin's Creed in like two yes. years. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. uh, then we had Brotherhood, and Brotherhood was like a better version of 2, but the story wasn't very interesting. Uh, Revelations was kind of rad, but it's still, again, improving combat and gameplay and, and subtleties. I like the idea of like an older assassin who's seen some shit. Um, yeah. Assassin's Creed th 3 came and went. Like, oh, sorry. Hold on a second. I think I need to sneeze. Okay, no, I'm good. Um, Assassin's Creed 3, uh, the era. The era, I love, like, the, the the era. Like, I love the world, but I played it for a little bit, and I just kind of was like, this isn't very solid. Black Flag came out, and everyone was back on board with it, and then Unity happened, and everyone was very far away from it. Jumped right off from it. right again. Um, and I guess that's it, the, the kind of zigzag they want to be slowing down on. Well, this is well, actually a news topic. Oh, mm. oh, great. Well, then we'll leave that for the news. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, 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 other, the other games I've been playing, I played Deadpool for the PS4. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually a lot of fun. Everyone hated this game, but I had an excellent time playing it. The, the writing is great. Nolan North uh, plays like the three voices of Deadpool, and he does a great job. Um, the writing is spot on. The gameplay is is fun, and I don't know. I I read all the reviews. I saw everyone talking about it and how it was such a bad bad time, but I loved it, and it runs great on the PS4. Um, hmm. 
And then I just also played, I just completed this morning at like 5 in the morning, uh, Uncharted 2 Remastered for PS4. Ooh. Um, and uh, it looks great in uh, 60 FPS, um, but, but there's a lot, a lot of bugs. There's a lot of bugs oh, really? in, in Uncharted 2. Yeah. Because uh, The Last of Us PS4 was pretty solid. Yeah, I, I don't, maybe it was just me, but half of my recordings i got stuck in walls uh i changed oh, no. i changed skins one time and I, I can't wait to show this off in the review i changed skins and drake turned into an alien <laughs> what <laughs> like he turned into oh, like boy. a green alien onesie and was it a different skin that you didn't pick or was it like I, a, a I, glitch that looked like an it was it an actual alien skin in the game or no, something that looked no, like an was, alien it was it was it was a glitch i chose to play as sullivan victor sullivan mm-hmm. and then i died and reloaded the game and when i reloaded the game i was all green and i had no <laughs> visual f- i had happen? i had no visual f- uh like no fe- fe- face features like oh. just like it was it was it was terrifying. It was it was I, I gross. Guess, I guess like green, solid green must be what they they use in this engine for missing textures. Yeah, I guess so. But it definitely, I kind of got scared. I was like, did I just break the game? I don't even know. <laughs> Another and, those creepy pasta, you know, Pokemon <laughs> cartridge things. Yeah, yeah. And then and then the other thing that kept happening too is in the final boss fight of the game, I kept getting stuck in like plants. <laughs> like I like because the boss of the game like tactics. He like the the boss of the game picks you up and chokes you and he then like cancels you. <laughs> he he either uh, like grabs you and throws you or shoots a gun at you. And so uh, in the moment when he grabs you, you have like a, f- a few frames to fight back. And sometimes depending on your location, if you like fight him off, he drops you. And he dropped me in a glitched out part of a plant, and I couldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do anything, and it always happened like right when I was about to beat him. Like one more hit, and this is over. And then I get stuck in the wall, and I can't do anything. So I ran into a lot of bugs, but overall, it was a good time. Don't do the DLC trophies for the remastered edition because being the game in under three and a half hours is not easy. It's very, very, very hard. Even on easy mode, it's freaking difficult. So don't do, don't do that. Yeah, not planning on it. I'm a little ashamed to hear the glitches, though. That was something I did want to check out when it got cheaper. And it uh, seemed like a solid bet because it's ports, but I guess... I mean, no. it's it's not, it didn't happen all the time, but it did happen a noticeable amount where I had to say something. Um, just because, you know, when you play a game and you see it, it you're like, oh, that, that's weird. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Cool. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick bathroom break and then come back with some news topics. We will be playing some some weird, weird commentary on some weird happenings. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get right back to that when we get to it. In my opinion, the bush is evil. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back. Uh, Hello. Jimmy, 
I, yeah. I remember a few, uh, quite, quite a lot of times actually over the past year, you've been expressing some some skepticism towards the 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 the, the, the virtual reality, the um the yes. the implausible causality, um the oh, yeah. the, the, the simulated uh, authenticity, mm. you know, you know. The Oculus, right. the HTC Vibe. So you probably <laughs> snickered and laughed and scoffed when when hearing the news that they're releasing the Oculus Rift for $600. Uh, it was more of a situation where I was like, well, all right. And I just, I just you know, oh. kept not being a VR man. Yeah, see, you're lucky because for the rest of us, it was fucking devastating. Yep. Uh, disagree. Really? Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Well, to be honest, it's 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 new tech. If you're expecting something with all the, all the stuff they put into this machine, all right, to be at an affordable price in the beginning, that's like expecting 4K TVs to be cheap in the beginning. It's not going to uh, be cheap in the beginning. It was. They never said well. it was going to be a budget. A budget machine. They never uh, said that. Did they say did say it was going to be three hundred fifty dollars. No, they did not say they it was going to be three hundred fifty dollars. Three fifty. He apologized he, because he said it last mm-hmm. night. Yes, there was I read an article the AMA. Where he apologized. He said it was misinterpreted, and he 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 was already running the stories of the you know a thousand dollars and five hundred dollars roughly for which, the which was something that mainstream that that quote was intended to include the price of a beefy enough gaming PC to handle it, which is a whole other aspect oh, of the story oh, that's oh. weird. Like, NVIDIA has released system requirements for VR and, and they recommend a GTX 970, but it's like, what if you're playing Minecraft or Half-Life 2 in VR? Like, there's there's no way that, that rendering two frames of those games are going to require a 970, right? Well, right? I, 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 th- hope? I, I think system specs overall, though, depend, depending on the manufacturer, like... They put those specs out just to encourage the people to upgrade their specs a lot of the time. Like, there was something... Someone released... Steam has the specs for Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. Oh, and they're um, ridiculous. And they're ridiculously high. And it's like... 20 gigabytes. The, P- the PS1 can can do this, and the PS3 can do this, but you tell me that my brand new computer actually needs to have more stuff in it in order to run it? So I think it's just a matter of, at least when it comes to specs for stuff, it's more of like this is what you should have if you buy a new computer right now, and if you have an old computer, then you should try to aspire to something like this. But because you definitely don't need something incredible to run VR <laughs> Minecraft, like that doesn't make any sense. Mm. I I think if VR, if this is going to be the first headset to come on the market, I'd rather it be, especially because Facebook got into the mix, and you know if Facebook didn't get into the mix, it would probably have been like the DK2. You know, sugared up, which you know it's totally different from the actual consumer version that's coming out okay later on this that. year. I played the DK2 yeah, with GDC. Don't, I don't want nice. the I don't want VR to be okay because if it if it comes out and it's just okay, everyone's just gonna be like, oh, okay, it was just okay, and so and no one's gonna push for that. Expensive and good. I don't think six hundred dollars is that okay. expensive, to be honest. Really? Uh, I don't think. I, I think for the regular <laughs> consumer. They're going to be like, oh, $600, but people spend over $600 all the time. And not everyone is some poor college student. All right. This is like, not, this is VR. This is not a, a, a game console. 
It's not. And people are 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 comparing it to like equivalent of getting a game console when it's not. It's a display for a niche audience for VR. Like it, it, it exists yeah, so because. It's a rich man's toy. Yes, for now it is going to be a rich man's toy. I guess you can say it is going to be a rich I man's toy. But later on, it, if it, if they create a standard, then later on this stuff is going to be a lot cheaper when the technology goes down. There's a lot I of mean, different things people are like. It could be, it you know, it could be that um, that Samsung is raising the prices on their OLED screens, right? So Samsung can undercut them later. It could be a thousand different reasons, but I I don't think they're just like, oh. I'm, we're just going to have it for $600 because we just want to be expensive. No, I I, not, I, I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm just saying the product is so niche that getting this to a lot of people at that price range that in an already niche subject, if you're not like a reviewer who's going to be getting a, a dev kit or something, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, not interested in VR. This sort of just staples my uh, disinterest in VR, because I don't think I'd ever spend six hundred dollars on a VR headset. I'm kind of devastated by how much it limits both the development and consumer audience for VR. Yeah, because no one's going to be making stuff for it if no one's going to be buying it, and at this price range, not many people are going to be buying it. Think of how likely it is that that uh, Sonic Dreams Collection mini game, where you pretend you're wearing a VR headset as you make out with Sonic, that. If if it was cheaper, there would be incentives for the developers to go back and patch in official VR patches for older games if they'd be boosting sales by... But they were not going to be boosting sales if they're not really selling those features to anyone. Like, if it's a, such a small percentage of the audience that can afford the $600 piece of equipment, then I, I just I, I just don't see that I as being th- good for the business overall. I think your look on VR is, like, extremely limited to just towards games. Like, oh, it's it's a rift. It's just an over-glorified screen for games. When it's 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 a little bit more than that, it's, it's going to be for a lot more things than just gaming. Oh, you're a believer. Yeah, I, don't I know. I, mean, I, know like, I know you. I know you guys think that like that. Like, oh, VR. Matt thinks VR is going to be the most craziest thing ever. It's not that. It's just that for it to work, this kind of needs to happen. And and it's. A, I think it's a good thing that Facebook even because maybe if Facebook didn't give them a lot of money, then they wouldn't be able to make something a lot better than it is. Um, and it would probably would have been cheaper just for you guys around the 350 cost. And it would be that DK2 just, you know, that that would just be the consumer version. But I to be honest, I kind of I kind of want them to push the boundaries. So later on, when it does become available to everyone else, um, it's going to be really, really good. But I mean, that's just me. That's just me. I, I just think people who are buying a vr system being on one of these headsets should already have a good computer to run this thing and those people who already spend a 900 dollars on their system shouldn't care about spending 600 dollars on a screen because you don't really need a 900 dollars system to run most of the games because you're an enthusiast from the beginning aren't you to have these big systems so six hundred dollars for a rift i don't know I, I, unless people don't know how to save money 
you know, I, I guess well, people. I mean, I, I, I don't like. I, 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 my out, my my look on on how I do things with my money is way different than other people. I like to save, so it's totally different from from other people. I like quality, and that's why I'm kind of for not for the price. Yes, it's expensive. Yes, I would have rather it be four hundred dollars, two hundred dollars less. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm not really mad that it's six hundred dollars for what I'm getting. I don't think I'm getting ripped off um, I, if I, I buy it. I agree with you a lot, Matt. Um, my my big discrepancy with Oculus and Facebook is that this is a company that had a Kickstarter that raised funds to create a product many years ago. I mean, that Kickstarter was what three or four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Got bought by Facebook, basically nullifying the need for the Kickstarter, and we still haven't seen an actual product that represents what this is, while everyone else is on the outside of the professional market doing it. Everyone looks at Oculus and goes, we need to be Oculus. So yeah. he's got the Morpheus now, HTC has the Vive, um, everyone's got their own up-and-coming VR thing, and at the same time, you know, I was at E3 and I played all of them, and it just... No one knows what this project is. This is going to come out. People are going to pay the money, and then it might disappear. You know, 3D TVs were a big craze for a long time, and then the 3D TVs died. No yeah. one bought them, and now we have OLED TVs, and that's fine, but it took that attempt to happen. So for me, I'm not going to be buying day one Oculus. I will wait to see what happens with it because it's going to have bugs. It's going to have people being upset. Box are going to show up, you know, day of, dead or on arrival. Like, it's, we don't know what Oculus' overall quality thing is. When when the Ouya came out, everyone was like, Ouya, dude, oh, yeah, a cheap <laughs> gaming console, awesome. It came out, everyone was like... And it was underpowered. Underpowered. And it was cheap garbage. And everyone and was... That's everyone, not what you want. Right, right. But, hey, it was 100 bucks, so people weren't that mad. People were like, well, I got what I paid for. Whereas something like this, when you throw 600 bucks down... The quality P- control has to be good. Yeah, it's got to be through the roof. The PS3 came out at 600 bucks for eight months, and it tanked at first. And then they retooled it, and they made newer versions, and they made it cheaper, and they made it cheaper, and they made it cheaper. You can buy a PS3 today for 150 bucks used. Um, maybe even cheaper. So... It's. I agree with you. Early adapters, they're going to be the ones to buy it. They're going to be the ones that are going to commit to it. They're going to be the ones that are going to be using it. And then we on the outside can take a look from there. Because I think that, you know, I've... the, the Out of my opinion, the best one that I've experienced is the Vive. The Vive. Yeah, same. And the that's Vive, the premium one. That's the one that people oh, are expecting it for to be cheap. Scared. And it's not... And it's going to be more expensive than yeah, the Oculus Rift. I've heard rumors. Oh. I've heard rumors that it's going to be like twelve hundred. It, it has a front-facing camera right now that you can. You don't even have to take off the 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 Vive. You can just see what's in front of you through the front the front-facing camera. Like that's ridiculous. Of I, course, it's going to be expensive. I played the Portal Two mini game, Ooh. where where you exist in a a. It's like it's Aperture Science. It's like a little box, and you're in it. And I have walked around and I've pulled Wheatley apart. Like it's incredible. Yeah. And it was so scary that like I didn't even think to like analyze or look at the room. I just sat there 
and looked around me the entire time, not knowing what to do because I was so overwhelmed. And it was the first VR experience I've had where I was in it the entire time. Mm. Oculus or Morpheus, when I had it, the I was going in and out of focus a lot. It wasn't attached to my head correctly. It felt uncomfortable. Oculus, it feels too heavy. It feels too light. It's back and forth. The vibe, in my experience so far, is where it's at. And it's probably going to be the one that becomes the the game changer for VR. But until then, we have to see Oculus try their best to make it work. And if 600 is their choice, then, you know, that's their choice. With 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 the Vive, it could be like a premium thing where it's like a computer, you know? Because that's the, the the stuff that I saw coming out of it. What I've experienced, that's the vibe I got. It felt like I wasn't just playing a computer game. It felt like I was in a room that I was actually playing in the game, and that's where the vibe is gonna t- is kind of take the reins on. But with Oculus, you, you you it doesn't know where you are. You're just a guy wearing a head, you know, wearing goggles. Yeah, I think with when I was saying that it's. It, it doesn't have to be all gaming. Like, people have made things like a laser tag and stuff like that. I feel like regardless of what happens, if it becomes a consumer thing or not, if, like, some... I think it's going to become a consumer thing. But what if it doesn't? I still think it has a place with just, like, the niche type of audience, you know? And I, I've, wore, I've wore it many times. I've tried a DK1, DK2, and... I, I mean, I love the thing. I love the thing. Would I spend $600 for it? Probably, maybe. I don't know. It depends. Well, it you, depends. Need a, you, you need a reason to buy it, though. Yeah, yeah. And it, it that's what comes with the, you know, the exclusive projects that Oculus Rift has funded. Um, and uh, how are they going to do the exclusives between the Vive and the Morpheus? And, I, and I, one thing about the Morpheus, I think... I think the Morpheus would be probably like the the cheaper one, you know, the one that everyone, you know, the affordable one. And it's probably not going to be as good as the Vive or the Oculus Rift, but it's going to be like the cheaper one for everyone to hook up to, the, you know, the PS4 or whatever. Because, I mean, I, I mean, PS4, I'm pretty sure it's powerful, but it's it's no PC. So I'm assuming that they're going to try to make that work somehow. And it's it, the it's probably going to be a lower resolution or something like that. So maybe that might be the gateway. Maybe Morpheus all of a sudden is like the best thing ever. They fix it and it's the cheaper version and they find the better way to do it. And then that becomes like the mass market thing. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I'm, I'm yeah, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of things and I'm, I'm excited for what's going to happen, whether it crashes, totally crashes or it goes crazy. I'm fine with it because I'm just excited for technology, and I don't know. I, that, that, I, that's that's the passion you hear. It's not like, oh my god, I'm a believer. I you know I have my tinfoil hat, you know, with VR painted on it or anything like that. Nah, I'm just really yeah. really scared of this thing crashing, and I feel like making the audience so limited to to where you have to buy in at a six hundred dollar level would cause it to crash. Maybe I mean, at this point, best case scenario. Of course, would have been for them to start out at a cheaper price point, but I guess now second best case scenario would be for a kind of smartphone evolution to happen where cheaper, better models end up becoming normal later on down the road. But the thing is, like, what I want to see out of this is a fundamental level in how games are built and played in a similar way to seeing uh, a transition to 3D in the mid-90s. Like, I want that to happen again so bad, and this is the best chance for it. 
and and starting at six hundred dollars feels like a, a paradigm shifter of that level is just gonna squeeze out just just way too slowly and painfully to to really tickle me to get me excited about it again. Well, l- let me ask you this, George: Would you rather be able to buy the Oculus right now for six hundred bucks and have the experience that you're promised, or wait? three or four more years for them to redesign it and get it down to like a $200 price point. Absolutely wait. No question. See, people out there wouldn't mind paying the money. They would, they'd pay for it now to experience it now as opposed to waiting. Yeah. And that's, um, I think I think that's where, where Matt was making this point was that there are people out there that will spend the many, money. Many, many people, people out there. Out there. there if, it's not everyone, that's like I said, not everyone thinks $600 is expensive. Not everyone. Maybe the majority... Sure, but not everyone. Not every gamer um, that they're most of the people who are buying this right now, or the enthusiasts, gaming enthusiasts, or, or PC enthusiasts, are you know are little kids. You know, they all have jobs. You know, like six hundred dollars. You know, six hundred dollars is still a lot if you're not a little kid and have a job. Well, I mean, when you Remember? spend five hundred dollars <laughs> on a PS4 and a couple games, like then you're making a bad decision. When the PS3 <laughs> came out, hey. it has arrived. Oh, or I think said, oh, people will just work two jobs for a while to get their P. Like six hundred dollars is is I, that I think that is more than my rent. I think we're. We're just kind of going in circles at this point. Okay. I, mean, I think points have been made on both sides. Uh, as a non-interested person in VR, like, I I played the Vive, thought it was really super fucking cool. Probably, regardless of price point, would never pick one up. But, like, I think that this conversation is pretty much... We, we've... We've yeah. all set our, our, our spiel. It's just the next one in line is just so not as exciting at all. <laughs> Well, then it'll take five seconds. And we already kind of brushed upon it, and that was Assassin's Creed is rumored to be skipping a year, rumored to be returning with an Egypt game in 2017. I was joking with Gerard about this uh, yeah. day before yesterday, or yesterday when they when we heard about it. What'd you joke? Say, I was saying that, uh, what if they're saying we're going to skip a year, and then January 2017 we get Assassin's Creed Egypt? <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, gosh. You just, like, predicted it in a joke? Really? Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's what's happening. Well, no, that's what's rumored to be happening. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's Kotaku UK. They uh, say they have sources confirming what's popping up on 4chan, which is that they're doing a um, Egypt game next. Their sources also told them they haven't seen this elsewhere. Is that um, they're skipping a year? It, it, pyramids? Is, Are we talking about pyramids and uh, yeah, parkour over the pyramids? I want to see some supernatural, old school supernatural stuff. That'd be that'd be pretty. <laughs> yeah. That like some kind of pretty. horrible occult ritual mummy section. in the bottom of those pyramids. Yeah. Guys, yes. the mummies are Templars. Yeah, oh, no. Kill them again. The aliens. They, they have the, the apple. The, the, magic, the magic apple was the alien yeah. that built the pyramids. Oh, I love, the, I love the creepy stuff, man. That's what I miss. I miss that stuff. Ugh. Like, uh, all of a sudden, it goes back. Uh, I, I'm the one who bought all the... Not bought all the... I, I got all the secret stuff. To, to watch that cutscene with Adam and Eve walk, running with the apple. Like, oh my gosh. It's so, such crazy stuff. 
And yeah, presumably, anyways. if they do go to like ancient Egypt, like like biblical pagan Egypt, then um, they're also going to be reversing the trend of going forwards in times as the series go on. Right. Like this, that that is ancient history, even by comparison of the first Assassin's Creed. Like that's that's way far back. What if yeah. what if making games take place in ancient history is now a thing? Like you got Far Cry Primal. And then, like, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Osiris, whatever they're going to call it. If if uh, this is true, of course. It's call also, of Duty Stones. I wonder how the hidden blame is going to do. Did, did, were just a hidden rock. Invented? It's just a rock in those big oversized <laughs> sleeves. It's like, it's, like, strapped to his wrist, so he doesn't, like, stab people. He just, like, clubs them over the head with it. Oh my gosh! Not that subtle, but I mean, it's ancient Egypt, so do do what you got to do. Right? I mean, yeah. they still had like little houses and buildings <gasps> to parkour through. And a, whip. a whip, dude. A wrist whip, and you you like play as one of the slave drivers? No, never mind. That's wrong. <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind about that. <laughs> I heard that. the whoops internally <laughs> from all the way over here. <laughs> you know, I know, you know, you know, like the like. Oh, do you you know you know that Call of Duty thing where it tells you, oh, do you. Can you, do you want the, the, the hardcore scenes or not? Yes or no? And then you could choose yes, and then you get, like, the slave driver scenes <laughs> and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah. I just imagine, like, it's cracking deep stuff, a whip man. on a chariot. Uh, anyway. Oh, man, if there's, if there's chariot stuff in this, I'm actually going to be excited. Uh, the Assassin's Creed, I mean, a chariot's basically a cart, and the Assassin's Creed 2 series had those uh, cart chases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a chariot's just <laughs> yep. a car. They just call it a uh-huh. chariot. Yep, yep. Okay, so super, super, very quickly. Um, then we're going to oh, wrap up. That. I don't know how much you guys care about this. MLG sold itself to Activision Blizzard. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyone? Like. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'm not. I don't know. I, I haven't looked too topics. much into this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Well, I, I, this is not something that I'm super okay with but i don't have enough information to be <laughs> I, I not don't okay. wait, wait a minute it sells itself but well, it sells itself that's a weird way to it, word it that is that was a weird way to word it but to to be more specifically activision blizzard either way have Bot, mlg mlg oh, mlg okay. is probably totally okay with it supposedly this was an action done by their their corporate uh, leaders rather than consulting with the shareholders which i presume pisses those people off but those people don't matter who gives a shit about shareholders um <laughs> MLG hasn't fuck shareholder. MLG hasn't why why do we have this system where shit MLG hasn't made a profit I don't think in a Georgia you okay. While. No, I'm just I'm just angry that we rely on old rich people who don't know what a video game is to fundamentally be invested in what makes a video game. I oh, oh I'm oh. I mean you're saying fuck shareholders while you're cheering on corporate people for making this decision which is like i don't know if i'm cheering them on or not mlg hasn't made a profit they're they're not a very like green company by profit wise they have this like horrible image problem where they're associated with mountain dew and doritos and halo which which came on from years of of sponsorship that did exist and then uh they're being bought out by a company that actually is consistently making like quality esports games that they're pushing uh, Blizzard has Hearthstone, Heroes of the Stone, Overwatch, StarCraft. I feel like they might be able to actually do something by further incorporating these brands into one another. I mean, like, it's that's the thing is I feel like it's not like Blizzard wasn't already forcing their 
quote unquote competitive scenes out there already. Like this is just another platform for them to do it. Basically, Blizzard run tournaments. What's what's so evil about that? I guess I don't know. Because Hearthstone and Heroes are shit competitive games. Are they? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, you say that, but, the, but from my point of view, <laughs> <laughs> but the. Uh, I don't know. Hearthstone is constantly one of the most viewed things on the net. It's, yeah, it's, it's most viewed, but it's not a good competitive game. Maybe it's a good just viewed your game. Opinion, man. <laughs> no, it's just it's a badly designed game to be competitive. Well, let me ask you this, Jimmy. Are you a big card guy? Uh, physical cards, yeah. If I had the money, but not anymore because I don't. Right. Well, when was the last time you played like an actual like card game where you were buying game cards and stuff? Uh, that would be MTG circa 2013. Okay, so, I mean, <clears throat> I think I think the reason why, because, I mean, obviously, Michael Santel, who's in our office, is always, he's our office manager, he's always playing Hearthstone. Right. And I, I'm, I like you, am not, like, that big into Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Um, I never understood the essence of what it is and why it's so popular, but I think where it, what it gets at is... It's today's almost modern version of of like chess or checkers where the competitive aspect lies in how you the player pick your class and have the correct cards. And I think that's what makes everyone like Hearthstone so much because it's such a customizable experience that you never really know what you're going to get based on the person you're playing with, um, based on the skills and based on like what your deck is. Um, so I think uh, I think hey, that's hey, where hey. a lot of why, why are you laughing, George? He said deck. That's all. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, Amazing. like, like from my point of view, uh, <laughs> fucking. That's just that's like, gonna be our thing now, isn't it? Whatever we yeah, do. From my man. point of view. <laughs> um, so like, I'm not saying Hearthstone's a bad game. I think it's a great card game that for competitive players is not a good competitive game for viewership. It's a fun game to watch because there is a slightly too large element of randomness that can go into a lot of the things, such as the card that... What is what is the fucking card? It summons, like, a random minion from the game. Like, a random any minion card, like any monster card that costs two, I think. It just summons it. And so it's this huge random factor, and that can literally just, like, win a game for free if you get the right RNG. And stuff like that is a very bad thing for a competitive scene because that's just like, that's literally like, you you could just stack your deck with those and if you win, you just didn't really do anything and you won. Um, and Heroes, as at the same time as well, is very much so this like hands-off sort of like imbalanced kind of uh, runt of the litter of MOBA games where it's just like it's meant to be like a for funsies like you don't you don't see much competitive tf2 because it's like a for funsies shooting game uh-huh. like it's a good game but you don't see competitive because it's not a competitive game it's like a it's like a you know you jump in you play for 20 minutes you jump off kind of game um and i don't know i mean like i think like overwatch obviously starcraft um i guess competitive wow if that's still a thing uh, those are good, but competitive WoW was a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> PvP. Oh, Which well, I, I mean, do people take it seriously? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. They they have tournaments every year at BlizzCon. Oh my gosh, 
Okay. Wow, I didn't know they still had I, I'm those. I'm real. I feel I I either feel Holy like crap. an old guy who doesn't know anymore, or a young kid who doesn't know anything. Because like <laughs> I played WoW back in the day, and I remember the PvP being like like I played Counter Strike and WoW a lot when I was in high school, and all the like Counter Strike was what I wanted to play if I wanted to demonstrate being good at something. WoW was what I played when I wanted to lean back in the chair and turn my brain off. Well, uh, top level competitive PvP is actually interesting to watch it's i don't think it's very oh very cool or fun it's like more interesting than you give it credit for but uh i mean it's kind of like how smite is this was back in 2006 by the way so I, I think it's always it's been the same though no yeah. top level is is pretty is pretty different but you're rolling there's a lot dice. of like you're not though there's a lot of <laughs> movement tech and a lot of like oh, small things yeah. that make PvP. You, you have a not, really, really high jump and well. Like it's it's not just like two players stand in front of each other and cycle through their moves. Like <laughs> they hide around corners. Apparently, I mean it's it's a lot like like MOBA combat. Um, though a little bit a little less uh, skill shot based. I gotta see this because most of the stuff I've seen uh, recently have been just like around the corner sniping stuff, and, and you just see a bunch of numbers flying out. And I, I don't see how that's appealing. How? I mean, I don't find it appealing, but a lot of people do. Is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, yeah, people watch it, of course. I mean, it's wow. A lot of, I mean, lot of it's dumb Blizzard. idiots. <laughs> it's Blizzard, so in my, my opinion, opinion, they're dumb. Valve, that's evil. <laughs> nah, I'm mm. kidding. You guys are fine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so well, speaking of competitive, I'm gonna go play Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> I'm Just, gonna go get Korean um, barbecue. That sounds Ooh. pretty tight. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to sweet? work. What's up? Is it su- is it sweet? Hell yeah! Is it, it is. sweet barbecue? Hell yeah! Uh, sweet barbecue. Oh. <clears throat> I wish I had a Just good wanna... Korean barbecue place in walking distance. Uh, until then, though, I'm gonna walk <laughs> Uber. around uh, Uber. holes. I'm gonna blow in walls. Uh, Matt, what are you gonna do <laughs> if we're going down I'm the list? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go down to Metal Gear and yes. uh, ah. and finish that tonight. Hopefully, <laughs> yes. I can't wait to. If you do actually finish it, let me know because um, it it goes on for a while. Well, not really. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's longer than I expected, but it's also not long. It's yeah. longer than the first also, game. I've... Shorter than the 3D ones. Yeah. Well, there you go. Anyway, anyway. rate us the five stars on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Share us with your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, and your mom. No. Well, I yeah, mean. Yeah. Shout out she to all the moms out there. Moms, Shout what's up? Hi, moms. Yo, mom. Moms. We yo, love you. Hashtag, hashtag yo mom. Ladies. <laughs> Get in there, Mac. Get in there. Woo those moms. After this podcast, yeah. call your mom. Tell her, tell, tell her about your day. They love that. Tell your, Tell your mom you love her. Tell your mom she's the best, and tell your mom about Matt Visual. Yeah. Yes. Tell her to like. Send your mom's subscribe. my way. <laughs> Send your mom to YouTube.com/slash Matt Visual, no underscore, um, for all her gaming review needs. From my point of view, There's your mom so is hot. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. My uh, point of view. We okay. should probably awkwardly <clears throat> tiptoe out now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bye, everyone. See you guys later. Okay, bye. 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 bye.